The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors. Comcast, the Salt Lake Tribune, Simmons Media, the Utah Symphony Orchestra, MSN.com, any school district, their respective managements, owners, or employees. Hey, you all. This show is free to you because of our enablers. Thank them by using their fine products and or services like we all do. PCLaptops.com. Dan provides us the juggernaut. It has been proclaimed the greatest laptop ever built by many computer professionals and me. The culmination of all PC laptop notebook computers, the most innovative, powerful, and adept laptop in their lineup. It's the juggernaut, bitch, and we record on this thing every week. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, the friendly comic book store in Salt Lake City. A comprehensive hold service is offered for you. It's called a pull in some other markets. And with your hold, you'll get a 10% discount off purchases over $20, and they will give you a free previews catalog with your hold. Trails Gentlemen's Club in Salt Lake. Thursday nights, all about the geeks. Cosplay, fantasy nights start at 8 p.m. with the girls dressing and then undressing as your favorite superheroines and fantasy babes. Trailsclub.com is your gateway. And welcome aboard our new sponsor, Atomic Arcade. Classic arcade games at classic prices. Donkey Kong, Asteroid, Centipede, you get the idea. Open late, seven days a week at 3939 Highland Drive in Salt Lake City. Thank them. And tell them Geek Show says, hey. It's just a jerk-off show. Well, the radio, a- the radio version of it's terrible. Does he know about that Geek Show podcast? <laughs> Close your ears if you haven't read it. I don't really give a shit if you have or not. It's a book. Geek Show, Geek Show, Geek Show! Mm-hmm. And then she lets you peck her on the cheek. He's fat and old. Oh, there's a new Evil Dead on the way, Here's- and it's scary as hell. And if, if Akira is motorcycles chasing, then he can do it. I'll plug my business after I get done being vulgar. Oh, Thank God can- we got through the sponsors. GeekShowPodcast.com We are back in the basement. Yay! 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 Whoa! I was waiting for a... (laughs) Delayed reaction. Uh, anyway, yeah. Good let's, morning, you people at work. Uh, hello, everyone. Wakey, wakey. Uh, let's let's get this Hands thing. Hands off, uh, Let's let's get this thing going. Uh, introducing the panel. Uh, oh, hey, it's Hi. Scott Pierce. How are you? Did you know that Sledgehammer aired from 1986 until 1988? I wanna be. And if you, if for those of you who wonder why we care, it has nothing to do with what we're talking about now. Yeah. No. But uh, Scott I think Pierce, we should advertise that shit. Though. Well, we're we're gonna talk. We're yeah. gonna lead with this show. We're okay. gonna we're gonna talk about the show first thing. Um, uh, Scott Pierce, uh, follow him on Twitter. He does all Scott his Pierce. all his work at the uh, sltrib.com. Yes, a hundred million clicks a day. That's all we ask. And again, you don't have to read the story. I don't care. Just just click on. But, it. Click on. Click well, on. Look at the headlines and say what an idiot, and mm-hmm. click on it twelve more times. No, I I read your your Twitter updates and. I think everything you write is worth reading, Scott Pierce. Yeah. Oh, well, I click on, you're the one. Even when you give no, me a I click hard on, time I get, about my uh, stuff. You're one of the few people I get uh, Twitter like right to my phone. I always click on your stories because you're my baby My cakes. favorite part of Twitter lately is that two of the Ballet West dancers followed me on Twitter, including the one that I've been making fun of for being the villain of Breaking Point. Because they filmed what is that Breaking here. Point? Breaking, Breaking Point is, is a, a six-episode docu-series that was on the CW. About uh, Ballet West. About right? Ballet West. Yeah. Oh, okay. They did it here. I, I even click on your uh, stories about dumb soccer. <laughs> what? It's called uh, the David Ring any about dumb soccer. Foot, foot, football. 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 Soccer. <laughs> Go! And there's a pass. <laughs> Go! 
Oh, Out of bounds. On a, on a Pass side, in. On a side note, I went to the soccer game on the fourth. Match. The, match. It was, match. It was, it was very upset. The game ended tied <laughs> zero to zero. How yes. can a sport end? Did you feel good about how you spent your time? No. But the firework <laughs> show was really good after, so that was cool. How were the Beach Boys? No, no, no. Uh, this was just a soccer Oh, okay. You're thinking of Stadium of Fire. Come on. Yes. Tomato, anyway, tomato. Soccer is... Even Tony's yeah. too left-wing for Stadium I, Apparently, we just don't appreciate it. I guess uh, not. No, you don't, because I have... Actually, I, mean, I would say that that was not a boring 0-0 tie. It was an upsetting 0-0 yeah. tie. I have been to very boring 0-0 games. Okay. Why don't we just play till someone gets a goal? Because then you could end up playing forever. No kidding. <laughs> and that's the problem with soccer. But it's like, it's like hockey. You get, you know, you still... Does uh, hockey get, in ties too? T- yeah. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And, and it's the same sort of I thing. They had you the don't. Yeah, you, but there's way more fights. The standings yeah. are points, and you get a yeah. point for a tie. Someone explain that mm. to me. You get afterwards. three points for a win, no points for a loss, one point for a tie. So, yeah. <laughs> still weird. So, I like baseball. I'm, like I, like I said, <laughs> I'm not saying all zero zero ties are exciting because I've seen right. some that have, I've just wanted to like slip my wrist. I was so well, bored. But. I can understand why there's riots after some soccer games now because... You wasted you sit, my time! Yeah, the whole time you're sitting there like, when's someone gonna score? When's someone gonna score? And then the other team wins and you're like, damn it! Yes. And they get so drunk. My dad was dying and I decided to be with you! <laughs> exactly. It's like all foreplay and then she... And then you know, she teases. My them. make a wish was for this game to end. <laughs> <laughs> all four, all four play, and then she jumps out of the moving car. It's uh, you know. I was. Does that I, I was actually attacked on Twitter by some people. Not attacked, but because I was watching one of the Euro twelve games, mm-hmm. and I was rooting for it to be tied at the end of regulation, and then to go through. Oh, that was half the Spain Portugal. Yes, and I was rooting for it to go to shootout because I find them very exciting, and I was being. You know, my son disagrees, and other people are, oh, that's not pure soccer. And I'm like, I don't care. I think they're very exciting shootouts. And There's, I, there's I, more action in a shootout in five minutes than there is in a lot of the game. I just opinion. don't that's see any sports true. event that's worthy where you walk out going, yeah, well, good tie. Yeah, good good tie. tie. Hey, that's exactly my point. Good tie. Good tie. Good tie. As long as you get your well, treats at the end, that's, that's okay. Except that... Hey, we're both good. Look, Jeff, Jeff will remember we're both good and he's terrible. old. A hundred years ago, BYU and San Diego State had a fifty-one to fifty-one tie. Well, they didn't finish the game then. Well, this was before they had overtime. But at the end of the game, the San Diego State players were on the field, literally crying, and the BYU players were jumping up and down because the tie clinched the championship for them. Mm. So, and then they kissed their sisters. Even NASCAR. Has a winner. All right. Okay. Why, do people, <laughs> why do people go to NASCAR, do you hey, think? I it makes know. more well, sense. I don't understand any sport. Left, left yes. hand turns. By the way, you know what? When it comes to soccer, you know what I always say? More Vuvuzela. Hey. High five. Good time. High five. Good time. Good time. Good time. All right. Big movie mouth off. Married at the movies, they are. Jeff and Jimmy. We just try to tie. <laughs> oh, more than 8,500 likes now. That's a good time. Well, that's good. Facebook.com slash Big Movie Mouth Off. Over here, Mr. B. Hey, how's it going, guys? On sabbatical from the 7-Eleven. Did you oh, get yeah. my hot dog? Huh? Did you bring me my hot dog? <laughs> Is that really what you just <laughs> Not said? Not yet, man. Did you get my <laughs> hot dog? <laughs> Not bad. He's got a, he's got a hot dog. <laughs> He's got a hot beef injection for you. I was going to say, you better uh, make sure that back feels better if you're going to give me that hot dog. It's it's filled with lemon cream Slurpee. That's what we like that to call like it. That was like inadvertent humor, wasn't it? Uh, I did guess you so. get my hot dog? Well, I thought he would bring me one. I'll be back soon. Uh, you know, what this, uh, when's this one airing? Uh, the, the 16th four, the, is when it uh, premieres. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. I'll be back uh, two weeks to south. 
Fifth East, thirteenth uh, South. Awesome. Come, come visit me. All right, uh, Triple T. Hey, two tall Tony. Still, yeah. don't, I still don't like soccer. Still the designated suck, though. Still <laughs> the designated driver and producer of the show. That's right. Uh, behind the camera, Brian Young, BigShinyRobot.com. Star Wars, me, Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> and like our it. and our host, our host. Oh hi, Gary yeah. yeah. Jackson. Uh, how Yay. are you? Uh, yes. Professional dick, Gary Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> well, good time, good time. Tony, you should like soccer because no reading is required. <laughs> I did enjoy that. <laughs> uh, let's see, Monday through Friday, six to ten, uh, x ninety six dot com or uh, x ninety six. Is there a way we can click on uh, it? Ninety six point three. Make a difference. Uh, it, yeah. Just push the button on your radio. I do yeah. that. We yeah, could just send emails about the podcast. Yeah, do that. Do that. <laughs> I, I've started yeah. doing that actually. Yeah. The, the station is kind of like Brigadoon, though. It uh, <laughs> it disappears after ten, <laughs> then reappears at six a.m. Well, I just I just occasionally, as I'm driving home, catch the uh, the boners of the day. And then I never know which one won. <laughs> is that so when you're, Shannon... giving, you're giving hot dogs and catching boners. Is that <laughs> when Shannon brings you his hot dog? What do you do? What part do you catch I the boner which, of the day? I know which boner won. <laughs> giving hot dogs. I'm not sure if they're making fun of me or your show. No, I think, no it's I, you. I, okay. I think we're all winners. Just, there you go. That's what they're saying. Giving hot dogs. Catching boners. Catch <laughs> winners or wieners. They used to call that cruising, didn't they? <laughs> that would have been a far more interesting way to hurt myself. Than, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the bone catcher. Boners. All right. Or the no, bone catcher. The bone collector. The bone. No, the bone catcher. That would be boner like, collector, right. wouldn't it? Well, let's start with some... Uh, oh. <laughs> that, oh, Ashley Joe was so good in that. Let's start with some news that will make someone happy. <laughs> I don't know if they're in this room. No. Good. But someone, I know, I know you'll be excited. Someone. And I bring this up because in October we do go back to anime bonsai. Uh, yeah. Bonsai! Uh, i got to get my room. I'm on my own room this time. I'm on my own room. Um, You're going to do your own podcast? No. Okay. He just doesn't want to share a room with the, anyone. The, the, the Rolled Foods one. Hotel room. Oh. Hotel room. Oh. Sailor Moon. Yay! <laughs> I'm waiting to hear the rest of this. Is returning to TV next summer. Oh, boy. Ah, it's so good. Yay. I've seen people dressed up as this, but I have no idea what it is. You can kind of see my panties. Yeah, they have the shortest skirts in that show. It's ridiculous. That's why. uh, Embarrassing fact, I used to call that show uh, Sailor Poon. Uh, uh, Unfortunately, when my kid Zach was little, he started calling that, too. Dad, can you watch Sailor Poon? Hey, Dad, look, Sailor Poon. And I was like, you can't say that anymore. (laughs) Fuck you, Dad. (laughs) Well, not much is known about the reboot. But we do know that the 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 group that uh, (laughs) performed the original theme song. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. You you know them, don't you? They're Uh, dead. Memorial Clover Z. Oh sure, yeah, oh, yeah. They're yeah. opening for Rolling Stones. That one of my me fantastic. They, favorites. They will be performing the theme for the new oh. series as well. Can't, don't they have a recording of the old one? It's also unclear whether any of the original voice actors will reprise their roles. Although, yes, Katono Mitsusushi. Oh, has said that she would be happy to return to the role of Usagi, aka. I don't say Katono has worked. Well, her worked Panda much. Express job probably sucks. Um, so. didn't, what, that was racist. Wow. 
That was wow. especially because that's Chinese food and not. I was going to say okay. She works wherever she wants to I work. Right. She, really she works at Payway. I, now we're making fun, but I since they announced this, mm-hmm. you know, because I've got lots of uh, friends on my Facebook that are just you know like fans of the show, mm-hmm. and the chick anime fans are going oh, nuts. Really, they're losing. They're totally yeah. freaking. How long has this it? show been off the air? I just threw it's away a, the story, so I can't... <laughs> all of it. No, it's, been, uh, it's been all of it. Just uh, so you know, a while. A while. I would say really I know, I know over many, 10 years. I know many of Chinese folk I that would disagree with you about Panic Sailor Moon, Chinese. Sailor Moon <laughs> started in the late 80s and 90s at the yeah. latest. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been a long time. In the, If I'm not mistaken, in the original Japanese version, uh, not the translated version which Tony would watch... Um, <laughs> I don't like subtitles. Or the, the pornographic They derive their power not from anything astronomical but from the size of their breasts what yeah i think that's the case Sailor i could be totally Moon. wrong but that's what i was told at one point that well in then the none of them are very powerful are no. they? right, uh, no, they right? Titty- can they make them bigger because they're part of the itty bitty titty committee that's right huh. sailor moon is. would you watch it then tony maybe <laughs> <laughs> what right. if there was reading involved all right no, uh, as long as there's not reading german involved uh, yeah, I'm he just okay doesn't with like Japanese. Germans. So anyway, I had Crouts. that. I had to throw that in for somebody. Uh, when is Looper? When is oh, that, that movie? August or September. September. August or September. September. What is Looper? This is my ultimate movie. Though. I'm excited for, for this for movie. movie. I, I I found this quote and I, because Jimmy is really excited about this. Yeah. Go, go okay. ahead and I'll, I'll read. Explain it. why, Jimmy. Why? I always say that I've got two favorite genres of film. It's time travel and hitmen, and uh, oh. this is a time travel and, and as demonstrated by your. Back to the Future, time, time travel, and Leon the Professional. That's hitman. right. Yeah, well, it's it's directed by Ryan Johnson too, who's done really good stuff. Yeah. Rick and the Brothers. Where's that? And you got, and you got Bruce Willis. You've got Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Who, if you watch the trailer, Joseph Gordon-Levitt looks kind of fucked up with he's the makeup. Beefy. He's um, yeah, I read the a thing where they had they put makeup on him. Uh, he yeah. doesn't look like Joseph Gordon-Levitt to make no. him look more like, like a Bruce, young Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. Yeah. yeah, I think it looks cool. Oh. Well, uh, now now the plot of the story is. Um, they send people back in time yeah, so basically, to be killed? Basically, if, if I've got this right, Joseph Gordon-Levitt goes back in time, and he, he basically is assigned times to go to a certain area, and they say, we're going to send somebody, right when he pops up, shoot him. Shoot him. And then he, one of the people that they send is Bruce Willis, and he goes, that's me. So they, they want him to kill himself. Kill himself. And then, uh, but that doesn't, you know, you can't Of course, just that doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, says, why is it better that? to kill people in the past than just shoot them? Uh, to, hide, to, hide to hide the bodies. Okay. Think about it. That's acceptable. And Bruce Willis says, uh-uh, third uh, rock from the sun. Yeah, fuck you, buddy. I don't care if you shit you got I'm die hard. And it's like, <laughs> fucking out. It looks cool. Here's uh, here's I had what to work with Sybil Shepherd. I can yeah, I, I can beat the, the hell out of you. I was on Moonlighting, bitch. Booger <laughs> 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 was in that show. <laughs> this will just make you want to see it even more, Jimmy. I, I I'm dying so, to see so it. A quote from Bruce Willis. Okay. It's better than anything I've ever done. Oh, bullshit. Bullshit. That's that's a pretty bold Uh, That is a bold Rianne, the director, did an amazing thing. He conceived an original story. He wrote it, sold it, stuck with it, directed it, and finished it. It's just so tough to do in this town. Someone always weasels into the process, and it didn't happen here. And if he ever did anything else except that Herculean effort, he'd have made it in this business. What? Okay. It, well, it reminds me of the... Uh, of a, it's not a franchise. It's yeah. not a comic book movie. He says it's, nothing, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's more than an original story. It's a story that people are going to talk about and see twice and argue about. I was arguing with myself about the story when I read it the first time. 
So I, the first so, thing Bruce Willis just is too old to remember the good stuff he did when not, he was young. Why? Yeah, maybe. But the, it's not that it's you know the same genre or anything. But the like first thing it reminds me of is like District Nine. It was something you've never right. seen. Right. Yeah. Oh, really? Now is the when he says original story, this story was made by the guy for the movie. It's not based yeah. off a book nope. or a comic book. Nope. As far as I original, know, no. original story. That's, yeah, cool. that's why I love it. Yeah, yeah, you hardly ever see that these days. Well, and Ryan Johnson's known for that though. His stuff like Brick and Brothers Bloom. He's Brick was awesome. from, I mean, Brick, Brick is yeah. such a I re- good movie. I, re- I really and like Brothers Bloom, actually. Oh, I do, too. Brothers Especially if you love the Mark Ruffalo. But, but uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's performance in Brick is oh. fantastic, and and that's why I'm excited for it. I think he can uh, he can do really just big things. Plus, it's an action-y thing with Bruce Willis. It's time-traveling hitman. Are you kidding me? Right? <laughs> right? Jesus Christ. James. Did you like James? Calm down. Oh, sorry. Did you like Joseph Gordon-Levitt's performance in, in um, Dark Shadows? Dark Shadows. He played the kid in the NBC primetime version. Oh. From like the early <laughs> 90s. Jesus Christ. That was like forever ago, man. I know. He's blue. I thought you were talking about Blueberry. Dark Knight Rises. I was like, thank God somebody's here to Blueberry. Yeah. All right. Hey. That was important. Now, speaking of. Our <laughs> Blueberry. <laughs> this is. Blueberry. Uh, the Wachowskis have got this uh, movie called Jupiter Ascending. Oh, they're such normal people. They really are. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> whenever, whenever I think about the Wachowskis, the first thing I think is... Because you can't call them the Wachowski brothers, brothers anymore. anymore. Right? I, I think, so like what? us. The, so like us. The Wachowski you know, siblings. What a matter of What's his name? Deborah now? I have no idea. Uh, uh, Vulture got to the uh, Jupiter Ascending uh, scoop. Here's, here's the plot of Jupiter Ascending. A universe in which human beings are just the cro or even the Austropolithicines uh-huh. of what beings can ultimately go on to become in the galaxy. These higher life forms of life are watching us from, from somewhere else, albeit this time non-meta worlds, but actual other worlds, as in planets and moons. Okay. The unlikely, reluctant heroine is a, a Russian immigrant, Mila Kunis. Oh, she's adorable. Mm-hmm. You see her with her big eyes and her Love cute her. little butt. Her yes. Pretty tits. Who, uh, <laughs> Those two. Her acting's okay, too. Who is, uh, <laughs> who is busily scrubbing toilets for a living. A living. <laughs> what the hell? The, the character, not Mila. Oh. Unbeknownst to her, she actually possesses the same perfect genetic makeup as the queen of the universe. Oh, it's not surprising to me. I mean, look at her. And is therefore a threat to her otherwise immortal rule. These evolved <laughs> beings fall into various different groups, all of which share the same human DNA, but who have, over centuries, been bred with animal DNA to heighten their best characteristics, like what? soldiers getting their fearlessness, strength, and pack mentality from wolves. Oh, God, this sounds like a train wreck. Workers getting their industriousness and reputation for diligence from, <laughs> from bees. bees. What? Do they have a stinger, too? Pretty Protect soon, the queen. Hey, you can eat my excrement. It's delicious. Pretty soon, a bounty hunter. Give me some of that honey poo. Yes. Tanning Chatham. Oh, God, it gets oh. better. Of the evolved being type is dispatched to dispose of Cunis's genetically blessed cleaning lady. My name is um, by, Buzz. By, by the way, can I just uh, quickly interpose? Because when I think of evolved beings, I think of Channing Tatum. But as you'd, ex- as you'd expect with this uh, Matrix redo type thing, they fall in love. And for having fallen for his target, the bounty hunter becomes targeted for extermination. That sounds so weird. Overthought. Is that getting made? That sounds like Snow White. Is it getting White. made? Yes. 
<laughs> it sounds like Snow White. I'm yeah. in. You have the queen who rules everything, and the, the person that will challenge her rule, which the is Snow White. Of them Except all. for animal the of them all. And then you the, got the, the huntsman the is uh, Tanning Chatham. Have some draft DNA. It makes you tall. It's, it's Snow White. <laughs> but it's science fiction. It's future with animal people. Stupid. It's, she, I'm, but I mean, I'm going to go see that. We saw that in the island of Dr. Moreau. We don't need any more island. I'm strong. I got some gorilla. Listen, I I just want to see the bee people. Okay? (laughs) They're all all Utahns. There's quite a buzz about the bee people. Crab people. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Let's see. You got a... a, Oh, oh, this sounds cool. Now, you're a... a, As we speak, as you're hearing this, I believe, you're back from Comic-Con? Because yes. it's the 16th. Yes. You're yes, back. You yeah, I'm back. How was it? So you I died. Will, you oh. will have experienced the uh, the Walking Dead uh, thing. Yeah, I and, did that in about four days and from, you, as we record this. You, you, you probably will tell us about it in this episode at some point. Yeah. But here's something that uh, I... You know the, the Kickstarter things? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. there's people come up with a lot of great ideas, and there's like movies a restaurant. as well. Like restaurants, for example. Fresh. That's a good one. There's been many bad ones. Well, there's a guy. This one, I, I want to I see what you guys think about this. Mark Siewak wants cash to save downtown Detroit. Now, hear me out. <laughs> I need $17 Because billion. no one lives there anymore. He needs a lot of money to do that. Exactly. Here's no what one he, lives there. Here's what he wants to do. He wants to build a zombie theme park set in the derelict areas of Detroit. He's halfway there. Yeah, it's already built. That's what he's saying, is that he, we've got all of these great post-apocalyptic set pieces. Yeah. I, I went online and looked. Did you see this? A, not this specifically. A couple weeks ago, I looked at a lot of pictures of old, ruined Detroit. Mm-hmm. And the, the story behind that is basically Detroit blew up with the auto industry, mm-hmm. was built for like 3 million people, and now there's only like 750,000 people that live there. So you have 2.25 million people's worth of area just empty. Well, yeah. and, as a matter of fact, and the, the pictures are crazy. The numbers are right here. In 1950, the Detroit population stood at the height of uh, 1,850,000. Yeah. Uh, plummeted to just 714,000 yeah. by 2010. Whew. Massive population reduction, wide swaths of abandoned territory in Detroit... He sees this as a perfect opportunity to set up a theme park named Z-World. Sure. Where visitors will be chased by actors in full zombie garb. Well, Forced to seek shelter in the abandoned buildings and homes inside the theme park area. It's called a gift shop. If, if, you, <laughs> if you go online and look at pictures of like ruined Detroit, I mean, it looks literally like they just people abandoned it. They, they decided one day, I'm leaving. Uh, there's pictures. It's not kind of like that. It's exactly okay. what they did. Well, yeah. <laughs> but there's like pictures of old elementary schools. They went inside two pictures. All the books are ruined and they're on the shelf. The te- desks and chairs just strewn about. I mean, it looks post apocalyptic already. Well, it's crazy. It, that means your park will have no lines. The, yeah. yeah. It's such crapola, though. Who the hell is going to go to Detroit for this? <laughs> no uh, but see, that's his hope, is that people would come to Detroit. Uh, to well, well, yeah, because air travel would be nothing, because no one goes to Detroit well, anyway. Right? He's thinking, I just bought a house here. I yeah. can make something better. It's like $35 for a round trip. Give that city a shot in the arm right he, there. The plane doesn't stop. You just jump out. He is, of course, not without his critics. Well, sure. Yeah. Uh, they say that the plan is nothing more than a way to capitalize on Detroit's problems. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Lemons into lemonade. But you know? he thinks the theme park would breathe life into a rundown city, provide jobs to hundreds, if not thousands, of people. He envisions a park of about 200 acres with a perimeter wall around it. Uh, he is already up to $140,000. How much does he need? 
let's see. Millions. Okay. Needs millions, right? A lot, I bet. He's oh no, sure. that's that's how much he says. Uh, that's how much he needs is 140. He's what? only raised. What? He's only raised 2,200, and he's not using Kickstarter. He's using this Indiegogo. Which is which is crazy. Well, that was his first mistake. But uh, he said uh, he he told CBS Detroit the city can only have so many urban farms or similar uses for vacant plots. Um, but zombies are great. The real neat thing about this project is the potential to inject some life in a forgotten neighborhood with the opportunity to work with the neighborhood groups and organizations. This huh. is the I'm, kind of shit that shows up on Kickstarter that makes me mad. Really? Yeah. It, it's, Why? Well, because Indiegogo. It's, just, it's so pointless. It's stupid. Yeah, but you know what I mean? It makes me want to start a baby monocle company and just be like, <laughs> ah, just give me five bucks. I'll make your baby a monocle. It's just so. There's so. I would die if I made a monocle. If, That's why I'm going to start it. It's kind of. The, just, if it doesn't reach its goal, though, which it probably won't, then it won't it, get started. It doesn't get started, and the people don't get charged. Okay. I know so, that. I, but Terry just, wants to ask me something. Well, I'm just wondering what your take on this I, is. I just think. Is he, is he kidding? Because nope, no, really is, you are not going to get people to go to Detroit. Probably not to go to this. I mean, if he was smart, he'd build a RoboCop. <laughs> That's what people you know, think. think, think or, or if he were really smart, he would just book tours to Detroit as it is, because there are probably people living in downtown Detroit that are way scarier yeah. than zombies. See, anyway. But this is also something that. This is Detroit is not a year-round place. Well, then that's part of it. And how the it's hell? It's not even this? like a week place either. But here, no disagreement. I think that this actually could work, and is not a bad idea. I see one problem. Okay, finding zombies. Oh no, no that's not that's not a problem. <laughs> All you have to do is put out a call, and you'll get weirdos lining up to put makeup on me. You don't even need to pay me. Am I a Romero? Have a brain sickle. Yeah. Exactly. Am I supposed to run faster or um, slow? The only problem, and this this is, I've thought about this, and I'm like, sure, this would work. The only problem I can see is that you would have to have people go in and clean up a lot of the debris and stuff to make it safe. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. The insurance, oh, yeah. insurance, insurance rider. And, all, and all the poo-poo. And if we can just back, back up one time. I mean, t- listening yeah. to this, it sounded like a large-scale version of the haunted houses that we have all over the place here. Exactly. Bingo. And remember the, the haunted factory? Um, that took them forever. They didn't open until weeks after oh, they after. had planned to yeah. because they couldn't get the clearances, and that was one that, place. That well, is the only thing I think that would kill it or is the bad part of the idea. I've got another reason, too. Is the safety issues. Stupid. Uh, no, well, yeah, <laughs> beyond that, uh, this zombie craze is going to be done in about two, three years. And you're going to move on to something else. You think? Oh, I yeah. think Disney is almost I, Finkelsteins. I think, Fra- I think Frankenstein's next. But it'll last longer than two to three years, but I, I think it has a shelf life. I think it has a shelf life, for sure. It ain't Mickey Mouse, man. For sure, yeah. you know, for sure. Like, it's just it's going to go away. Walking Dead will end at some point. We're not going to have season 17 of Walking Dead. Says so. you. And, and by the way, <laughs> Six uh, seasons in a movie? But, <laughs> by the way, since we're talking about Walking Dead, how about that fucking image of Merle? Oh, yeah. From season three. Uh, awesome. I did not see it. What? It, it well, Merle's the one who got his hand cut off and left on the rooftop. And Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker. Uh, they show him. They got two pictures of him. One is that he's back, so that's the first one. He's got a fucking machete attached to that machete hand. Got a arm. machete hand. It's kind of impractical, and, and really. No, no, it's and he's with the and he's with the governor so and he's working with the governor. <laughs> it looks so good. But um, they released these pictures, and I was kind of like, some bitch. You just you spoiled know. something. I, would, I, I wanted to see his machete hand fresh. So Which, had, by the way, would you, you know, because AMC is off Dish Network, would you quit Dish Network to get AMC back? 
if I love zombies that much, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. To get to get I'm just uh, curious. To get the show back? Sure. Yeah, I, would. I think your average person And Breaking not, Bad. But Oh yeah, yeah you got Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. Breaking Bad, Mad, Mad Men. Men. I mean, but how, I are the, how are the ratings? Of... We always talk about Mad Men not really having great ratings. No, what's, what's the ratings of like Walking Dead and Breaking Bad? Uh, Walking, uh, Breaking Bad is more is pretty much more in line with um, Mad Men. Yeah. Um, Walking, Dead's Walking huge, Dead, Walking Dead right? is two two and a half times. Yeah, yeah it's huge. I would, I would uh, if, if you were. I mean, to I, tell would, me too. I would too. I mean, yeah. I, there are people who are locked into contracts, but I would, know. I would quit DirecTV for Comedy Bang Bang. But what about for um, that matter? But for how fast, uh, how fast uh, Walking Dish, Dead, yeah. or just TV shows in general, how fast they come, you know, from you know ending the the season to being on Blu-ray and DVD. I don't watch TV that way, though. I, I don't either. I yeah. Episodic, it, not in. Yeah, I, I watch them as they come once a week. I have caught up on things that way. But, yeah, I use it to catch yeah. up on things. Um, yeah. But yeah. But well, with the jobs that we have, I've got to see it when it's right when it's out. So I mean, I, I know wait. people who, I, and I find this. I don't know. I, at least in my job, I couldn't do it. You know, who will wait? And who used to wait till the end of a season of Twenty Four, and then watch it all, and then watch it all at yeah, once, which would be Jonathan. great. Except that I don't know how I would avoid knowing what was going on. I say positive and negatives to both sides of it. Hmm. I mean, well, no. I if you could do it, that would be great. But yeah. you know, I see things online that I don't necessarily. I mean, that happens to me anyway. If there are things on my DVR and I haven't had a chance to watch them mm-hmm. i've had things spoiled for me because I, just the things i have to look around at for my work for well, my job i think the last show that i watched that you know we, uh kat and i watched like you know episode episode so we got the dvd of it was um actually it's called episodes with the the matt leblanc <laughs> i don't think i'd watch that week after week but like a three and a half hour session watching every episode was yeah. fun but i just i wouldn't be like oh what's gonna happen next weirdly week enough that's the way i watched it too i watched really? it before it was on <laughs> you know. from screeners i, mean, yeah, I, from screeners. I loved it it was fun but i just i don't see myself anticipating the next week and it's you know i mean i love think how different the world is that we have access to this stuff yeah which we didn't have when we were kids you know it was because no, if you missed it you missed you it. missed yeah, it exactly yes. until then god forbid VHS there were up. two shows on that you liked at the same time you were yeah. screwed you know um but, but like two tvs my my son didn't get interested in in uh, uh west wing until maybe the fifth season maybe even the sixth, and one of my daughters didn't watch it at all, and I, I bought the whole thing on DVD, mm-hmm. and she she watched seven seasons of The West Wing in like two and a half weeks. <laughs> and, you know, she just loved it. But it's, you know, there would, there would be no opportunity. Yeah. I mean, so we, we you, live in the golden age of consumer television. You love The West Wing, too, then, I guess. Oh, yeah. It. What do you think of the, the new thing? The newsroom? newsroom? I love it, and I have to say... I do, too. I do, you, too. The thing, the thing that I heard you do that you shouldn't have done. What? Okay? What? Is you played? The, I do. You I'm played sorry. the first part of of yeah. the character's speech about how America was not the best. Yes. Yeah. There's a second part of that. Oh, there speech. is. Yeah. Okay. We just we just ran out of time. I'm the, just kidding. I had it. The Jeff Daniels thing. It's a yes. terrific speech. Yeah. Um, I, okay. I love this show. Yeah. I can understand if I was a right winger, I would not like it. Oh yeah. Because it's very hard on. Um, as a matter of fact, I think this uh, the episode that aired last week. Crap. Um, <laughs> uh, actually, talks about. Mike Lee and Bob Bennett and, and the uh, Tea Party. Oh, really? And Good. I was going to write about that before it was on. Shh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> damn it. Um, anyway, you know, to me, since I agree with most of what's going on, I like it. And I like Aaron Sorkin and I like what's going on. I'm, I'm clearly old and cranky, get off my lawn. But 
the criticism of this show that I cannot stomach, I mean, I don't care if you don't like it. Different right. people like different sure. things. The criticism that just makes me want to smack somebody is it's not realistic. Well, no shit. It's a TV show. Yeah, it's yeah. a fictional you know, TV it's a show. It's a fictional TV show. And uh, obviously it's, set it's in it's an like, alternate universe. It's like complaining. Well, yes, <laughs> yeah. it's set what? in an alternate universe because you have people at a cable, a national cable TV network who want to do actual journalism and right. not worry about the ratings. Yeah, you know, that, that is not realistic. <laughs> that's not realistic. But, but that's like complaining. That's not the point of the show. That's like complaining that Grey's Anatomy isn't like a real hospital. Well, what? No, you know, no kidding. Um, and it's the like, other thing is that people and they're funny. I have to say they're funny. They're, they're people who have seen that Aaron has recycled lines. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can plagiarize from yourself. No. Have you seen that video though? Actually, the Aaron Sorkin video thing—the one that was actually made before this. Uh, probably, yeah. I think so. It's, it's, he does. it's about six minutes of like about I don't know, maybe twenty different lines that Aaron Sorkin has used at least three or four times yes. in every show he's done. And the only thing I'll say—it's pretty funny. And I and I do not in any way put myself. In, in the Aaron Sorkin category but when Jeff and I worked at the Voldemort News when it was still a legitimate news organization mm-hmm. um, um, by the way can I you mean blog the paper can, can I quickly correct you <laughs> blog colon the paper it never was a legitimate uh, but anyway but anyway um, this sounds so dumb but Chris Hicks who was our boss asked me to write a little thing trying to get people to write in and, and vote in our comic survey I had done the same thing seven or eight years earlier. I wrote my thing. I gave it to him. He came back to me with the one that I had written seven or eight years earlier, and there were lines and phrases that were exact. And I had no memory of writing them, and I didn't go back and reference the thing that I would written earlier. But it was like... No, you have your own voice, and there are certain things you... Exactly. And I'm just saying... I I can use an example of Hunter Thompson, the way he writes. There are many times that he wrote similar uh, Mm -hmm. things. How could you not? Plagiarize himself. And and I'm not saying, you know, know. even even if it's my crap, I've written thousands (laughs) of columns over the last 22 years. Even if it's my crap. You know... (laughs) I mean, in well, think, I, let's say, say I, I don't want to sound like I'm saying I'm in the same league. I'm just saying no. if you've written for a long time and you've written a lot of yeah. stuff, I'm sure there are things that come back. Yes, up. Oh, you, you, well, ha- you have a voice, and there are things that are catchphrases, yeah. whether you realize it or not. I was not. myself shocked when I was shown how similar these yeah. two things. Well, especially were. when you're writing like you know reviews every Fucking week, or like even with sort of you know TV shows. Yeah, where, like it's it's a little bit harder when you're doing movies when you have got seven projects in a you know I, I got lifetime. News, I got news for all of you. I've been doing the same radio show for the past ten years. Every Monday through Friday, and I forget it when I walk out the door. But I do the same thing when I come back in, so it's it's the same thing. Well, as your head writer, I would disagree. Oh, yes. <laughs> that's right, that's right. As Shannon, exposed, God, stop copying yourself, right. Shannon. Jesus, okay, right it's after, hard. It's hard to write that shit. Self plagiarist, you self plagiarist. Right after uh, this, uh, we'll do uh, broken news, and then you will hear five Spider-Man movies that almost happened. Oh, Oh, I got them for you. After these messages, we'll be right back. The Atomic Arcade. Danny, what's an arcade? Ah, 3939 Highland Drive in Holiday, downstairs from Cruiser's Bar, across the street from a bar named Sue. So glad that this place opened. Classic arcade games. Yeah, the old stand-up, the biggins, for play at classic prices. Free admission. No hassles with tickets. Chris, the uh, owner, he's a collector, and 
His wife said, you need to make room in my basement, get these games out of here. So, hey, what a great idea, and it works great with you geeks, I know. Uh, I'm going to be there quite a lot, actually, because these are the games I can actually play. Atomic Arcade opens seven days a week, open late, free play on Monday nights after 6 p.m. on select games. Uh, they have a Facebook page, the Atomic Arcade, 3939 Highland Drive. And uh, go in and say hi to Chris. Tell him Geek Show says, hey, this is such a great idea, all of these classic games at classic prices. Great night out. There's so many restaurants and, and treat places all around there. 3939 Highland Drive, Atomic Arcade. Hey there, digital comics fans. You say you just can't make it to the store every Wednesday. You prefer buying digital instead of hard copies. You wish you could help out our brick-and-mortar friends at Dr. Bolt's Comic Connection. Well, a harmonic convergence is happening now. You can buy your digital comics through the Dr. Bolt's website, and everybody wins. You get your comics on your magic device, and Dave and the boys at Dr. Bolt's get to wet their beak. Have a taste. Get some love. You know we here at Geek Show Podcast love them. They are the friendly comic book store in town, after all. Hey, I'll miss seeing you there every Wednesday at 2043 East, 3300 South. But this way, they get the love. Between the DC New 52 and the Avengers vs. X-Men, it's never been a better time to be a comic book fan. Walking Dead Comics, all your indie stuff, they're all at drvolts.com. That's drvolts.com. Or if you forget, there's a link on geekshowpodcast.com. Just be sure to tell them Geek Show says Excelsior. <laughs> This is the broken news portion of the GeekShowPodcast.com. Uh, broken news because you have an internet. This is uh, for the lazy. That's, the lazy. That's, that's who we do the broken news for. The uh, lazy. Or, lazy. Or the overemployed Mr. Uh, Cade. <laughs> we, are, we are the pre-two Charlies of, of geek news. <laughs> exactly. I, I plan on being the just employed enough soon. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, we are, uh, you, you can probably hear a little echo. We're down at uh, Mr. Cade's restaurant, Frisch. Yep. Get the address. Uh, 779 South, 500 East, Salt Lake City. I can drive you right here, but don't ask me where it is. Okay. I can drive you. Uh, Anyway. It's uh, it's three blocks from your job, dude. I know. I I barely, I can drive to my job. I'm not sure where. That's because every morning he gets up and goes, Jarvis, work. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of uh, my job, uh, I guess that Jeff and I will review The Dark Knight Rises on Thursday morning. Yes. Unless I happen to spill sooner. (laughs) Because we're seeing it Tuesday morning. Am I going Tuesday morning? I don't know, are you? I don't know, am I? You're overemployed. Ask your boss. I should quit. Okay. One job, uh, at least. So uh, we'll have the review of uh, Dark Knight Rises for you on Thursday morning on the radio show. Uh, 96.3 FM, Salt Lake City, x96.com, around the world. Can you review the trailer that's going to be right before that? The trailer for? Superman, Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, the footage was seen at Comic-Con. In the big Warner Brothers movie panel. And I have the the quote from the Hollywood Reporter here. Uh, Man of Steel footage so good, it made fans cry. (laughs) What? (laughs) There was, in the Hollywood Reporter, look it up on the Heat Vision blog, he said that he was standing next to a guy who loved it so much, just started crying. Oh, wow. About how good it was. And that man was not Shannon Barnson. Not Shannon Barnson. My, my holy shit moment was from the poster. Um, they have a close-up just on the chest mm-hmm. and the shoulder with the cape. It's chainmail. It is kind of, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like some sort of super Kryptonian chainmail. Well, and here's the uh, thing that was not said about the footage of Superman. Mm. The word Zod. 
No. As a matter of fact, uh, Snyder, uh, the director, uh, Mr. Snyder, refused to even say anything about it. Won't acknowledge the Z word. Not a thing. Wow. Even though, I forgot the actor's name now, weirdo. Uh, Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. There's a shot of Michael Shannon in the trailer, uh-huh. but not a word about the name of his character mm. or anything. Won't well, say it. I think everybody's playing the misdirection game right now, too, though. I mean, he might not be playing Zod. We might not have just been fed that. Well, and speaking of misdirection. Yes. Carl Urban. Love this. On the, ju- on the dread 3D junket. Uh, talking about Star Trek Two, said about Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm-hmm. What's like, that name again? The name we'll be saying a lot in the future, Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. Say um, he is awesome. He's a great addition. And I think his <laughs> Gary Mitchell is going to be exemplary. Oh, what a smart ass. Now, should we explain Gary Mitchell? Yeah, Gary Mitchell, I pulled it up here just because just I, I knew you'd remember, but I wasn't sure if you'd be here or not. Uh, Gary Mitchell, close friend of Captain Kirk from Starfleet Academy days, the episode where no man has gone before. The Shatner pilot. The Shatner pilot. Uh, he came on board to serve in the Enterprise, encountered a galactic barrier that gave him godlike abilities, mm-hmm. turning him into a wrathful bad guy. With silver eyes that had to be hand-painted frame for frame. <laughs> True. So Contact lenses weren't so popular back then. They didn't work. They tried them. So Carl Urban says... Look, I was tired. Um, uh, I got, you know, I've been on a plane from New Zealand for twelve hours, and the, and the name Gary Mitchell just popped into my head. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's what do you think, Jeff? Okay, so here's the thing. All right. Uh, apparently, Roberto Orchi and Alex Kurtzman wrote a script for Star Trek II way back that had Gary Mitchell was rejected by J.J. Abrams. They used the script for the new Star Trek series for IDW. It has been used already. Gary okay. Mitchell and Where No Man Has Gone. And that script. With, yes, that script with the current characters, the Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto version. By the way, Roberto Orchi is the creative director over that series. I don't think he's going to reuse well, that story and that and, script. And you remember last week in our broken news, we had the list of, well, or, or a full episode, it was the list of people that will not be in it, and he specifically named Gary, Gary Mitchell. Mitchell. Yes, right. and, and I think that was based on the fact that they'd already written the script. So who's full of shit is the question. I think well, they all are. Well, maybe he misspoke, though. There's another Gary character in Star Trek they could be doing. Gary Seven. Gary Seven. Ah... Uh, uh, Gary, wasn't he the time traveler? Yeah, he, he was. was. The guy was the, the one that was doing the, the NASA bit? The black yeah. cat. You know that, you Terry know, Gar. Did yeah. you know that was a pilot as well? Yeah, it was supposed to be. It was be a whole other a series. Simon Earth. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I just... Uh, how The question but, 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 really hinges on, to, to go all deductive. Right. How big of a Star Trek fan is Carl Urban? Huge. Right. Apparently, because given how much... Is this a name going, he would just drop, pull out of his hat? I think, I think that... Really, really tired. I think you know? that he's part of the, the part of the J.J. Abrams crew, mm-hmm. and they keep everything so tight-lipped that they're fucking with people, because they know they can. All right, then let's move on to another slip-up that happened this week. Although, if his, name was, just, if his name was just Crewman Gary... <laughs> I'm Crewman Gary. Another slip-up that happened this week. Uh-oh. David Letterman... Oh, yeah. Uh, giving away the ending of Batman. What? Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you don't want to know, fast forward. Here, just, just play the sound in your head. Yeah. La, 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 He uh, is interviewing Anne Hathaway on his show. Poor guy. And, uh, yeah, she's so ugly. So ugly. <laughs> and says, uh, 
So I saw this, uh, this Batman movie, and, and Batman dies at the end. Silence. <laughs> yes, and a really embarrassed look from Anne Hathaway. And then an embarrassed look from him and her, yeah. and then they both start laughing. No, no, kids, I'm kidding. He doesn't die at the end. But that pause... It seemed like a very genuine aw- slip-up. Awkward does not describe that pause. Yeah. She is an actor, though. I don't know. Letterman's not, though. Letterman Unless isn't. you believe... Uh, Cabin boy. <laughs> I think he deserved an award for that. Would you like a monkey? Hey, Sally. All right, so uh, come back now if you uh, if you don't want to. La, 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 Spoilers. La. Your, your la, la time is over. All right, uh, let's see. A lot of stuff happened. Jimmy will uh, tell us all about Comic-Con uh, when Jimmy. he gets back. And uh, a lot of stuff happened. I'm just, I've just got some headlines. We're going to run these down. Uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pacific Rim footage. Was the hit? Did you even know this movie existed two yes. weeks ago? I, I've been reading. Well, we talked about it. I know we talked show. about it, but I, you know, it was, we said, "Oh, but Guillermo del Toro is doing a, a Pacific Rim monster movie." I didn't think, "Oh, mm-hmm. it's going to be what he's showing now." Mm-hmm. Jeez, people in uh, giant robots fighting giant monsters. Mm-hmm. It takes two people to run the robot. Uh, nope. Two people, one to handle the left side of the brain, one to handle the right side of the and brain. And if one of them dies, they're fucked. And if one of them dies, they're fucked, and they fight giant monsters. And Charlie Day from It's All, Always Sunny, isn't yeah. it? Is it really? I saw him on G4 on their cover at what does he play? Comic-Con. He's one of the robot operators. Uh, probably just, plays Charlie Day, robot operator. No, yeah. he, uh, Guillermo del Toro says he kicks ass in it. A dramatic guess, film? Oh, good. Yes. A dramatic part. Because I, I loved him in Horrible Bosses, but he was... Essentially, Charlie. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, also, the other footage that the wowed was the Hobbit footage. Well, yeah, duh. Did really well. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, because those because those Lord of the Rings movies that Peter Jackson made that yeah. sucked so bad. Too, too bad he didn't get any experience doing Middle Earth movies. Nope. Uh, the uh, Django Unchained footage. Yeah. Was uh, received well, although it uh, the uh, the question answer turned into a. Uh, Race relations discussion. Uh, of course, it don't did. understand of why. Of course, it did. But uh, it was about the use of the N word. But, oh, oh, but luckily, sake. luckily, cue uh, up blazing saddles and shut up. Exactly. Yes. Uh, also, uh, teaser for a new Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. Which uh, getting mixed reviews, but uh, interesting. Yeah, it's, it's uh, Gareth Edwards. I can't remember what the name of the monster movie he made was. That was Monsters. Oh, it was yeah, Monsters. Low, yeah. low, low budget indie. That was, and, and you know what? Great movie. Yeah. Considering and, he shot it on 20 bucks. And those monsters look better than... Yeah. The, the monsters, if you haven't seen it, it's uh, on and off Netflix on demand. And uh, it's, it's about a photographer who has to escort a a rich girl back to the States from the quarantine zone. I guess the aliens hit Central America and Mexico. And so they have entire areas of uh, Mexico that are cordoned off now because the alien zones are basically there. So the military patrols, it keeps people out of it. Uh, The aliens attack the last plane or the last boat out. There's revolutionaries that are blowing everything up in Mexico because they don't like the government down there. And so this photographer and this chick basically walk through the quarantine zone to get back to the United States. And it is... Grim and nasty and mean and breathtaking. And that's the guy who's bringing you the new Godzilla movie. Yes, yes Gareth Edwards, who also, if if that didn't make you slaver enough, described Godzilla as the bringer of the world's end. Yep. He said the screech, the screech has to hurl the beginning of the world's end. Yep. And well, apparently that was part of the trailer that really did wow. Was and there are several 60-foot-tall monsters in, in the Monsters movie, and he did that, like I said, on 20 bucks with a video camera. So. Interesting. Also, uh, the big thing that happened was the Firefly reunion. Mm-hmm. Um, you can watch the panel online, but I would suggest you wait 
because the Science Channel was shooting a documentary about it, mm-hmm. and you'll get behind-the-scene footage and better miking, and uh, you know, <laughs> it, it, it'll just be an all-around better experience. If, if you want kind of a small-scale Firefly reunion, our friend Jesse Lee Gagnon. She's uh, I, I'm, if I said the last name wrong, I, I apologize. Uh, she and her company down in California did a little little movie called uh, Heroes of the Trailer Park. It's about 11, 12 minutes long, and uh, there's quite a few Firefly people in it. It's basically what happens when uh, rabies or zombieism hits San Diego Comic-Con and what happens at a nearby trailer park. <laughs> It'll be uh, on the Science Channel on November 11th, along with a day-long Firefly marathon. So it'll take about Aww. 13 hours. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Fox will try to cancel that as well. Yes. <laughs> Now, uh, the final, uh, I mean, like I said, all of this news is out there. If you just go looking online, you'll find it. But uh, the, the final bits that we have are the, uh, the Marvel movies. Don't make me cry again. Uh, which uh, just really, really exciting. Um, the the uh, titles, and they announced the, uh, the, the release dates. The first one we're going to see is uh, Iron Man 3. Which is Boo, just, what a boring title. Which, the other I'm two? not going. Which doesn't have really a title except for Iron Man 3. Then we will get uh, Thor, the Dark World. What does it mean? <laughs> I think that means we get Dark Elves. Ooh. There you go. And then, I don't want to squee at you. I don't want to have to clean up after you. That's my and Lee might have to stop I, me from doing so. For, fortunately, I, I just passed my health code, so I do have the mops and the buckets. So. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. <laughs> and apparently it's going to be based on the Ed Brubaker uh, storyline. Oh. Yeah. So uh, that's that's very good. I'm so glad they didn't throw him out of the train. Right? He, he needed to come back sooner than later. So, but then the uh, the fourth in the tentpole films is Guardians of the Galaxy. It, it was confirmed. And so many people thought it was just a bullshit story. And here we go. You get your giant tree and space raccoon story. Yes, and this then well, this is your way to get Thanos into the Marvel universe proper because one of the members they're using of the Guardians of the Galaxy is Drax the Destroyer, whose sole purpose in life is to kill Thanos. That's, the, that's what he was created for. That was what he was created for. So here's the, <clears throat> here's the lineup of the Guardians that we have. The, the comic's been around since the 60s, and it's changed. Yeah, but this is the more modern iteration. But this is, this is, and this, this was the, the, uh, the lineup that we predicted you'd have, because you'd have uh, uh, Star-Lord. Peter Quill. Or, ordinary guy who's got big guns. Exactly, and he's, he's the one we relate to. Uh, there will be uh, Drax, as, as uh, you uh, pointed out. Then, uh, what's now? Where's the what's the girl's name? Gamora her name? is her name. She's also green skinned. Gamora, that's it. Last survivor of her species, saved by Thanos to be his assassin, uh-huh. and now battles him. Mm. Groot, I am Groot. Giant tree man, and Rocket Raccoon, little raccoon man, who will be. By the way, I'm, I, 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 just, I, I know somebody cast Danny McBride as the voice of Rocket Raccoon. I disagree. John C. Riley as the voice of Rocket Raccoon. I like that. I like yes. that. And, 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 and yes, I get people's hesitations on Guardians of the Galaxy because these are unknown characters. But I, Lee and I were talking before. It's a gateway. It, it is. I think this is the most kid-friendly of the movies they could make. Raccoon yeah. with a giant gun. Yeah, that's true. I, I just I'm I'm I just think it's a I'm kind of wondering if it's a good idea because it is space right 
And that's just a tricky, tricky well, area to It's travel. so tricky because what was our biggest complaint about Green Lantern? Not enough space. Right. And then yeah. if or, it, or it could have been space. said too much space. Yeah. Um, it, it, the, the Marvel movies, to me, but what, another reason that they work so well is because they are grounded on Earth slash reality. And, and this, I wonder... If it's too weird, it might be too weird. But 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 again, you've got every man in Peter Quill, Star Lord. That's true. But I was wondering if maybe the Agents of Atlas would have been a better idea. I want that as a TV series. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, just I just agree. a thought. You, because... you give you give you give the creative folks over at Marvel, and you say, "Hi, uh, my name's HBO." No, it wouldn't be HBO because obviously they own DC. They have their mm-hmm. own interests. But say uh, say say Stars or Showtime says, "Hi, we have a budget." And we'd really like to uh, put together this fun story that that does what you've been doing in your uh, in your specials on all of your Blu-rays anyway, because mm-hmm. they have their little Shield storyline going on where they inter- yes. intertwine everything. So how about we do those behind-the-scenes shots? You wouldn't even have to uh, you wouldn't even have to have any of the major characters from the movies in them. Just have the Agents of Atlas kind of interacting through those storylines, and you could do an incredible storyline. Oh yeah, that would be so much fun, and people would love it. Uh, kind of like, kind of like Gorilla the, Man. Yeah. Oh, you we need, need Gorilla Man, <laughs> and that's where John C. Riley would also shine. Oh, dear or, God. or even, even more. I would love to see Damage Control done as, as a, as a TV series that see, just kind of looped in and out of all those Marvel. I'll movies. be honest with you. When they said that they were going to have, and this is before I knew about Item Forty Seven, when they said that there were going to be shorts that linked the Avengers. From the end to the through the next movies, I thought, well, damage control. They got to clean up New York. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. well, here's the thing: they could now that item forty-seven exists because that was the long. It's That's the true. longest of the shorts. That's right. true. It's what twelve, thirteen minutes. Yeah, and yeah. then of course the Ant-Man footage was uh, premiered. It was uh, little. It had still some green screen problems and. Yeah. And that sort of thing. I it was very it. rough. And, 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 a, and a guy on wires. Yeah, but it was very rough, but apparently it worked. And now here's the weird thing: I read the Captain America Winter Soldier thing. Squeed. Mm-hmm. Read the Guardians of the Galaxy and saw the concept art. Squeed. But then when I read the description of the Ant-Man footage, that's the one I'm most excited about. Ant-Man? I am. Really? Cool. He- okay. Hearing about how he keeps changing from normal size to ant size, like like him punching, like getting in somebody's mouth and then punching them. <laughs> As he grows? Yeah. Nice. Well, no. With uh, Edgar Wright... Being greenlit for World's End, is he going to have time to do an Ant-Man movie? He is. Uh, they're they're going to. I saw Simon Pegg tweet they're starting filming of At World's End shortly, and then I think at the start of next year is yeah. when he's going to start making Ant-Man. And are, are they still going ahead with all their little little projects that they're talking about doing? The the well, it was all rumor, but there there was talk of a Black Panther. There was talk of they're still uh, in development. Okay. Yeah. yeah, all those other projects are in development. There, there's talk of doing those as like ten minute shorts before the the tentpole movies, but either that or they won't be connected to the to the tentpoles that lead up to the Avengers. Mm. They'll be smaller movies. Yes. Gotcha. And, and the, yeah. Um, now, before we leave the Marvel movies, we did uh, have a couple of changes on a few of them, and this new Hannibal TV series that. I am the only one that is interested in it, <laughs> is sucking up all of the talent, apparently. No. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, Mads Mikkelsen, who was in talks, and I wanted this so badly, mm-hmm. in talks to be the villain in Thor 2, dropped out because he signed on to do Hannibal. Yeah. So get a better actor like Robert Carlyle. <laughs> well, I'm serious. Well, he, well, he's a bigger name. Miss Mickelson was great in Casino. He was, yeah. but you think about Robert Carlyle. Uh, you know, he's the guy that actually made me watch the Stargate series, and 
he's he's really good. He can play sinister quite well, and I think he'll work for a buck. And uh, then we also lost. Uh, uh, was it the director? Or there were there were a couple of people. Oh, oh, it was Daredevil. It's a different project. Oh, David Slade. David Slade also went to Hannibal. Mm-hmm. David Slade, the director who was going to bring us uh, Daredevil. Oh, again. really? And, and was going to do Born Again. Yeah. Wow. But so, but apparently there's also some talk that he wasn't happy with what Fox was messing with. So this, uh, but this Hannibal show is. There's a really good director out there that can do Daredevil. Who? Ben Affleck. <laughs> I'm serious. He's done some really phenomenally good movies, and he's a huge fan. So, and I think it'd be funny if for he directed me, somebody else. For me, the best news out of Comic Con was toy related. Mm. Uh, back when we were uh, kids, and uh, the Alien movie was out. Oh, there was oh. Years ago. oh, the Kenner Alien toy. Now you remember, we got one giant Alien toy, eighteen inch tall, eighteen inch tall, with, with a clear with plastic dome. Yeah, and the set kept falling off. And the snapper jaw. And the the glow in the dark face. Was that snapper jaw? Was that was that a squeeze thing, or was there a lever? It on was the a back? trigger on the back of his head. Uh, my friend Bart Farrell had it, and I coveted it. And yeah. Could never find it after he got one. Five points of articulation. Did you know that along? That, that same toy line, there was supposed to be a series of three and three quarter inch figures. What? And they have the molds. Oh, wow. And they're, release, they're releasing them. Who's doing it? Uh, let's see. It's uh, Kenner, I think. I think it's it? Kenner. Somebody well, else got it. it from, no, Super, Super 7 okay. is the name of the... They've gotten a hold of the Kenner's unreleased three and three quarter inch alien toy wow. line, which features two aliens, a Ripley, and uh, an Ash... And a Dallas and a spacesuit. Wow! So that's kind of wild. And they look like they're straight out of the seventies. Yeah, they're going to have that chunky Kenner look to them. Yeah. So Ripley's going to look like a man with boobs. That was the for me with a teeny tiny little raisin size head. Yeah. For me, the most awesome news. There's there's some. uh, I think 2013 is going to be one of those years that we all kind of lose our collective minds because Hasbro does have the Star Trek license now, Mm -hmm. and with the new with the new Trek movie, they're saying, yeah, we're going to just do the movie related app first. But they own the licensing rights now for every iteration of Star Trek ever. Fucking playmates. And if they do what they've been doing with Marvel, with Star Wars, with G.I. Joe, we will see some amazingly detailed, really articulated, awesome-looking Star Trek figures. And, and Terry, you're not that excited by Jessica Biel with green hair? And, 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 and what? Viper and the Wolverine? Well, Jessica. she said she didn't know anything about it. Yeah, and, she's cast. Uh, she did. They're working out the details, apparently. I didn't know okay. what she would look like, so I went through all of her swimsuit pictures and pretended her hair was green. I looked before I came down here. She said she didn't know anything about it, but I would, I would like that. The dunk of bump. Philip Seymour Hoffman is in the next Hunger Games movie as Plutarch Heavensby. Oh, I thought they recast Katniss. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a beautiful Katniss. <laughs> I wonder how they're going to handle the two kids from the district that just decide they're going to hide by being naked. That'll be interesting. Yeah. I didn't read the books. I'm taking your word for that. Pixelation. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go stand over here by this shrub to talk to you. Johnny Depp will play Edward Scissorhands again. Really? Mm -hmm. On Family Guy. Oh. Uh, They're... Have him come in and do a couple of lines as Family Guy. That's... Uh, uh, Falling Skies Season 3 approved. I and uh, you know I'm going to save this World War Z story. They're they're just having more and more trouble, more and more trouble. Because they want to make Z. it PG-13. Just go to the source material, make it R-rated, and make your fucking movie. Yeah, let's. Final let's... final story. Because okay. I know you're a fan of the Sandman comic. Uh, yes, I I can be. Neil Gaiman is returning 
Oh, I hope Dringenberg's coming back, too. He's not. No, I know. <laughs> uh, he is, uh, uh, of course, uh, and Neil Gaiman, for those who don't know, Coraline, mm-hmm. uh, the Graveyard Book, which is also mm-hmm. in production on a movie now. Uh, American Gods, which is an which amazing is read. Great little thing. Um, they're doing, um, he says, when I finished writing The Sandman, there was uh, one tale still untold. Uh, the story of what happened to Morpheus to allow him to be so easily captured in mm. Sandman number one. Right. And uh, why he was returned from far away, exhausted beyond imagining, and dressed for war. This was a story that we discussed telling on the 20th anniversary. Uh, I got scared. I waited for the 25th anniversary. So it's a prequel, mm-hmm. nice. essentially. Yeah. Who's going to illustrate? Uh, J.H. Williams. J.H. Williams. The guy who did Batwoman and Promethea. Oh, so, so maybe so Kelly Jones. So some good good work on that. Kelly Jones did some good work on Sandman. But so did Sam Keith. So did Sam. Oh, Sam Keith. Sandman <laughs> was amazing. Sorry, but I, I, hate, a, but I hate DC. I All hate right, a bucket. We got a bunch of uh, other stories, but I'll uh, I'll save those for the next time we get together. And I'm sure Jimmy will have a full Comic Con report. When well, why don't we back. just wire Jimmy up and let him talk for an hour? That's that's what I'll do. I think I'll just turn it on and walk away with an alcohol drip. Yeah, exactly. Let him go. Oh no, he's going to need the detox. Oh, you know how Jimmy is on these junkets. He goes, he finds all the good parties with the with the no host bar or with the hosted bar, and yep. he just goes to town. So. I know, and then he walks out, and they're like, "You drink all our liquor." Yeah. <laughs> Who let in the Irishman? You big moocher from Utah. I thought you Mormons didn't drink. I'm not a Mormon, jackass. Right. Uh, that's uh, that's going to do it for Broken News. We'll uh, continue with uh, the rest of this episode. Something about catching hot dogs. I, uh, oh, I missed the first half of this show. So just giving, giving hot dogs and catching boners. Please to enjoy. <laughs> Trails Gentlemen's Club in Salt Lake City, 921 South, 300 West. Legendary, I say, because, well, they've been voted uh, Utah's best for 10 years in a row now. But now... Legendary because of Thursday nights. Every Thursday nights, every geek boy or girl, I guess, a fantasy come true. See before your very eyes, she's taking it all off for you. Your favorite superheroine or fantasy figure at Trails Club. Geek show frequents trails for a reason. Amazing women. And you can see them at trailsclub.com, but now they are in cosplay on Thursday nights. The most beautiful ladies. Check them out at trailsclub.com. And don't forget, their nine-ounce top sirloin steak dinner, $5 every night until 9 p.m. Saturday is Naughty Couples Nights. The couple that goes to the strip club together stays together, is what I think all doctors say. Every Sunday at 2 p.m., they have their free Texas Hold'em tournament, giving away $400 in cash every week. That is Trails Gentlemen's Club, 921 South, 300 West. Go in there on Thursday night and tell the girls, Geek Show says, hey... Hey, this is Jake the Computer Guy from PC Laptops. It's our Ultra Mega Deluxe Super Crazy Blowout Sale on the best desktop and laptop computers on the planet. We have demo models, open box, scratch and dents, and new models for up to 50% off the original prices. Got an old clunky computer that kind of smells funny? No problem, we'll buy it from you and apply it towards your new computer. We'll transfer all your data for free with our lifetime service guarantee. That means if you get a virus or spyware if your Windows is completely obliterated, you're covered. That's ultimate peace of mind that you simply can't get anywhere else. In fact, we're so good, if we can't fix it, we'll buy it from you. And to make it extra sweet, we're doing zero down, zero interest for a whole year. OAC, get into any one of our eight locations right now. Call us right now at one 596 save or check us out at PCLaptops.com. That's PCLaptops.com. Because at PC Laptops, we love you. Oh, 
And we're back. It smells like blueberries. Who's that man over there? What? And, and, we have a special guest. And what? He's back. Special. He's joined us. Oh, I, Lee, missed, Lee. I missed four and a half episodes, and now I'm a special guest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if I'd known that's what it took, I would have opened a restaurant six months ago. Oh. oh. Hey, George Cade. Hey. The, uh, the vegan the food King. maker to the king? Yeah. <laughs> the, the tofu king? Not the Burger King. No. Oh. I thought you had a Burger King I got franchise. some catching up to do, so oh, you guys okay. carry on without me. PBR, hit it. Uh, yes, uh, Lee's uh, restaurant. Uh, give us the chug. chug he is. He's chug, chugging chug, a chug, PBR. Chug, chug, chug. Eight, eight South and Fifth East. We got some makers seven, too, buddy. You want some I'll, of that? I'll be hitting that in a minute. Okay. All right. Isn't that close seven, to Shannon Seven Eleven? So close. Actually, somebody was looking for it the other day. What? <laughs> and I said, "Hey, I've, I've got rolled up, not meat, right here." You know, it's so does Shannon Seven Eleven. They call it meatish. Meatish? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually in Spanish. It's pollo no es pollo. No, that's, that's what I get told. Chicken we call it. I thought it was a German place. Chicken we call it no Matt. Matt. Yeah, we call it Matt. Uh, <laughs> do, you, do you need a, a quote from a semi celebrity about uh, their experience at your restaurant? Do you know any? At, at Frisch? Because I found it very refreshing. <laughs> oh, wow! What? I'm gonna I'm gonna brand that. Thank uh, you. I've got this picture that. of Kerry Jackson with this huge smile on his face, and it's gonna say refreshingly test, uh, tasty. Holding holding the wrap that I devoured, which was it was delicious. I, I, I think will. I asked you this before, but is beer vegan? Yeah. Okay. There are Except some, when Shannon pours. Like, uh, beef but there juice there are some wine that isn't. Some wine is that not? Yeah, there's yeah. some non-vegan wine, which is uh, really I know, I know, and it's I got said cow well, blood in it or what? No, it's just the way it's made. It 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 uh, I guess marginalizes bees. I don't know. So what? <laughs> what? You got to worry about those bees. Yeah, you don't want to hurt the poor bees. No, the bees the bees are uh, endangered actually. So you do have to kind of worry about the bees. Well, yeah, but, but you can good, still the eat their me with. But we're they still, are they are dying off. That's a whole episode. I know, but we're like eating their shit. So what's the big deal? It's not their shit. It's their barf. It's their barf. You know what it is? It's honey. It's not shit or so bark. So honey's not vegan? No, it's not. I didn't know that. It's not even bees vegan. are exploited. Is, yeah, and especially the sexy bees. The only oh. thing keeping them alive is our cultivation of their honey, though. But actually, it's our cultivation of honey that's killing them off. It's a vicious it cycle. Kids, kids. Yeah. Hey, come on. Let's just agree. Can we all get along? If you want to know oh, I think we should inquire. Gosh, if you want to know. Aquaman has the answer. If you want to know what's killing off the bees, just send me an email. Uh, you find us through Geek Show. I think it's this conversation. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, no it's just, that's just killing fun. Uh, actually, it, to me. the new Aquaman, Aquaman is not vegan. Remember, he eats seafood. Cool. If you read those issues I bought you, you didn't clearly. I know. Right. I do remember meeting seafood right. now. Man, he's like, what the fuck else am I going to eat? Yeah, I, I live in the glass. ocean. Yeah. Seaweed. And, and there was one kelp. Women. Oh, it's right here. <laughs> he snaps. <laughs> there was one. Get on that. Is that my CIA one? Right there. Is that the CIA shot? Uh, well, no, yes, it is. Oh, okay. Oh, it's the FBI one. FBI, that's oh, Is that all right? Some cop gave it to me. Can I drink out of your Mulder glass? Please. All right. All right. Spooky. You got here just in time. Excellent. Oh, thank God. For... Five Spider-Man films that almost happened. Oh, okay. I haven't even seen the one that just came out. It's great. Good. Shannon, really good. Shannon and I really like it. Yeah. I liked it a lot, Jimmy too. really liked yeah. it. I gave it three and a half. Web versus yeah. Spider-Man. I, I tried to watch it last night at the drive-in because uh, the kids wanted to see Brave. So I was like, I had my turned around. But without the sound, all I saw was the lizard. Wait, bring a Waterman. Oh. Brave. What would you right. think of Brave? Brave was good. Uh, so th- I, found this, uh, I found this on Movie Phone, if you want to look it up. Um Five Spider-Man movies that almost happened. A Spider-Man monster movie directed by Toby Hooper. What? what? Texas Chainsaw Massacre Toby yes. Hooper? Huh? The Nowhere Man? Poltergeist. Oh. Ah, 
The first studio to acquire rights to Spider-Man was Canon Films. Oh my God! Thank right. God they did get to right. <laughs> These are the people who brought you such stellar feats as Break Into Electric Boogaloo and RoboCop, Masters of the Universe, and RoboCop, and Superman Four: The Quest for Peace, uh, and RoboCop. And break Into they, Electric break Boogaloo RoboCop? is just fun to say. It is. Was it Canon? Robocop? I thought it was Orion. I wish it was Orion. Batch I'm sorry. Yeah. Orion's bankrupt. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> S- Studio Chiefs uh, Golan and Globus. Oh, oh, God, they made some great films, those guys. <laughs> well, they misinterpreted the concept uh-huh. of Spider-Man. He's a Spider-Man. They thought it was a man that was spider It was like the fly. It's a spider with a human dick? They, they thought decided, it weird. They decided they wanted to do something more like Swamp Thing. Oh, sure. If you're going to get inspiration from a comic book movie, that's what you want to go to. (laughs) Go back and watch the first one. I don't know. Maybe maybe the first Swamp Thing? Maybe they thought it was the sequel to Kiss of the Spider Woman. Actually, the only Swamp Thing movie, isn't it? There's There's two. two. There's two. Yeah, there's two. Oh, there's a whole TV TV series. Just go back to episode 14 where we talk about the career of uh, Dick DeRock. And Adrian Barbo. Yeah. Her titties. Here was their proposal Peter Parker is a lowly photographer who is subjected to radiation from a mad scientist. Okay. He turns, like he turns into a hairy, eight-armed tarantula monster <laughs> and must fight off the scientist's mutant experiments before they take over the world. <laughs> Sounds imagine? about right. Could you, you imagine said, if that movie would have got made and we would have showed up and we would have been like, what in the green fuck <laughs> although, is this? Although I would like to point out it's not that far away from Amazing Spider-Man number 100 where, where Peter got eight arms. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, that, six arms and, six, six and two arms. legs. Well, and it's also not a far from that comic book where he turned into a fucking giant spider and then gave, gave birth, birth to himself. himself. <laughs> that's not, that was that not was, either. Yeah, that was that, a, that was an issue of Peter Parker's May protective I ask Spider-Man. A Jesus, Spider-Man. Yeah, and I'm serious. I know. I mean, I know it's stupid, but yet I'm serious. What? If he bit somebody, would that turn them into something? No. No. Well, it might well, give them an infection. Mm, yeah. Or yeah. herpes, herpes, because human yeah. human saliva is pretty pretty nasty. Mm-hmm. So, but, but that, I mean, he got he got turned into something by getting but, bit by a spider. He, yeah, but he's not radioactive. Didn't he give Aunt May a transfusion at one point and it just healed her really fast and that was it? That's incest. And 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 and, uh, Carrie remembers this right. Spider Man Rain miniseries written and drawn by Kari Andrews, set in the future. It's sort of like the Dark Knight Returns of Spider Man, in which his radioactive sperm killed Mary Jane. From radio radiation poisoning. Yes, which I thought was brilliant. Oh God! What? I thought Hell it was brilliant. From the vagina That's out? right. That's right. Sex, sex is bad, kids. Don't you forget. But so it's also it's also really hard to really clean have off your face. Yeah. But, well, so you anyway, have to have facials. A really so, use a condom. Really so good that's condom. <laughs> exactly. So that's why they had Toby Hooper. Is that what you're doing? That. But that did not happen. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I just heard you say use a condom. Oh, please. By the way, did Toby Hooper direct the first uh, Swamp Thing? No, that was uh, Wes Craven. That's right. That's Thank right. You. Uh, Wes Craven and Dick Duroc. Don't forget Dick Duroc. That's right. He, if your he name was, was Wes Craven, you were obligated to become a well, horror movie Dick director. Well, Dick Duroc, I mean, this this was the, the eternal uh, red shirt, the classic Star Trek. He, he was a, a Hollywood stuntman, so mm-hmm. seeing him as Swamp Thing was he, pretty uh, awesome. Yeah, he wore the Swamp, the swamp Thing costume. All right, what, let's hear the TV show. Right, so What's the next terrible Spider-Man movie? the next terrible Spider-Man movie? Terrible. That sounded brilliant. That almost happened. Like, I hear James Cameron's was going to be seven hours long. Oh, I've got that coming up. <laughs> <And> underwater. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's weird. Yeah. Trust it me. It's fucking weird. It's coming up. 
here's another one. Uh, this one, a Chuck Norris style Spider Man. Which one? He takes on the Boy Scouts for uh, right wing asshole. Agenda. That spider's got a beard. <laughs> that spider has action slacks. With Bob Hoskins as Doctor Octopus. What? I could <laughs> see that. That would have been I, so bad. I, I, would, I wouldn't have been okay with that. Now this is a younger Hoskins. Yeah, right. So remember yeah, not, that, not Bob yeah, Hoskins. You know, like around Roger Rabbit when he was sixty. So, so Stan Lee rejected the monster movie idea. Sure, Stan Lee said no. So, Cam- how would I have a cameo in that? Yeah, you're not going to give me a cameo. No, would I be the mad scientist? All right, um, I want to be a leg. Cannon pursued a more action-oriented game plan. They hired Joseph Vito, the auteur behind Chuck Norris's Missing in Action oh, yeah. and yeah. Invasion oh, USA. Oh, sure, oh, good. Uh, great films. Yeah. Both yeah. of those. He's the yeah. director. I'm going to watch those tonight. In this new treatment. Otto Octavius and his research assistant, Peter Parker, are both transformed during lab ex- a lab experiment involving a cyclotron. Wait, that, that ride from State Fair? Exactly. No, actually, that, that, that was, it, it, was a, it was a go-bot. <laughs> it was a go-bot? Psy-kill. Um, Parker's boss turns into the maniacal Dr. Octopus, complete with head-scratching okie-dokie catchphrase. I guess this was all throughout the script. That was his catchphrase. Okie-dokie. Okie-dokie. That and he shot ink out of his ass when he was scared. And it's up to and it's up to Spidey to stop him from obtaining anti gravity. <laughs> what? Because who knows what he'll do with that? Like well, an anti gravity formula, or like the actual like anti gravity? I uh, just anti gravity. I'm holding your gravity hostage. Okie dokie. Hoskins. Or 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 was was Peter's aunt in this anti gravity? Maybe that's it. Shut up, Jeff. Um, that sucks. <laughs> Hoskins was considered for the part of Auk and. Was also let's not forget was an early thought to play Wolverine, huh? Oh, he no, he really he really was. Bob was. Hoskins, yeah. yeah. What in seventy nine? It was fifty two. It was it was more like Roger the, Rabbit around in that time. Yeah, it was eighty seriously six eighty seven. No, no, I mean you know we forget Hoskins is a, it can actually be a really intimidating and frightening yeah. actor when he yeah. wants to be, but yeah. right. Uh, I I kind of want to see that now. You wanted to see. I was well, now. Well, no, I wanted because well, 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 Hoskins well, would have worked out. He would have gotten the, sh- the he would have gotten the shape down for it. Well, and not only that, but but we're accustomed to six foot tall Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, right? Remember, Dave Cockrum and John Byrne. Well, actually, going all the way back to uh, Incredible Hulk. Wolverine's not a tall he character. He's stocky. He's, he's yeah, totally stocky, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, to I remember when the when the rumor mill was going around about about Rollins doing it. That was Danzig. Well, and Rollins' name was brought up, too. Yeah, Rollins was coming up. And Rollins is a short, muscular dude, and I would have killed to see that. Yeah. Well, so, and I think he would have been a great Doc Ock. Um, It uh, it never got very far. Uh, The movie also audaciously considered Lauren Bacall and Audrey Hepburn for Aunt May. (laughs) Wow. Uh, I would have been fine with either of those. For for, Lauren Bacall's too scary. To play someone like Aunt May. For, uh, for uh, Peter, the frontrunner was stuntman Scott Leva. The unknown actor who took promotional photos for Canon was hired by Marvel to make appearances and pose for comic book covers. Oh, yeah, like all those photo covers in the yeah. 80s. They should have gotten the guy that was in Jim Cotta. Uh, that was <laughs> a, that was an Olympic gymnast. I, I know. Kurt Thomas. Oh, his, name, his, name Kurt was, Thomas. his name was Jim Cotta. They actually named the movie after him? (laughs) Yeah, J-I-M-K-A-T-A. Here's here's where Cameron starts to get involved with two different versions. They're all blue! James Cameron's Spider-Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger as Doc Ock. uh 
He and was this, and this was, I mean, this is what years? And this was after T2. Look at my mechanical arms. Mechanical arms will crush you. I remember him on Carson talking about that, this. J- I, James Cameron on Carson talking and about this. But point, in the period of time that that, that was like Schwarzenegger was thriving at that point. Oh, yeah, point. he could have done and that. And so sure. was yeah. James Cameron. It, and, yeah. He, and, he, he was, and I think Edward Furlong at one point was talked about first. Yeah, first. right off T2. I could actually kind of see that for that time period. Yeah, and he was ready to go with it. And then Carol Cole started having their bankruptcy trouble. He's definitely got the emo going. Uh, the This production <laughs> fell apart uh, when its budget was severely cut. For the next several years, Cannon... Bucks. Severely yeah. cut like my arms. You can't afford me. Uh, Cannon attempted several low-budget rewrites before the studio collapsed from financial ruin. Uh, producer Golan held on to the rights and leveraged them to Viacom and Columbia uh, for TV and home video distribution. This would later create a huge legal mess that sank the companies. Columbia was interested in producing the Spider-Man movie, but pushed Golan to make several rewrites. Instead, he uh, uh, released a press release of Variety announcing that James Cameron had joined the project, resubmitted existing script with uh, a rewrite from uh, his name attached, uh, the rehash of the Cyclotron-based adventure with uh, Arnie as Doc Ock. So he would say, okie dokie. Okie dokie. dokie. I could see that project. (laughs) Okay. It's the least of the what the I think, fucks. Yeah, it would have worked back then. <laughs> James, maybe. James Cameron's... This is this is where it gets weird. Yeah. James Cameron's Spider-Man Take 2. Eventually, Golan was able to actually get Cameron to contribute to the script, crafting a new plot that took some elements from previous versions, but now featured Electro and the Sandman as the movie's bad guys. Cameron's script went heavy on profanity, and the story would have culminated with a battle atop the World Trade Center. Too soon? No. No, no too early. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, this was before 2001. Well, yeah, because it was still standing, obviously. But the movie's most eyebrow-raising scene would have been Spider-Man and Mary Jane's lovemaking session yeah. that mimicked the mating rituals of arachnids <laughs> so he stood on so top she, of she, the Brooklyn Bridge. So she ate him afterwards? She bit his dick off. <laughs> and, and, and this was the one that he wanted Leo for at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, apparently you can go online and the, the storyboards for this are out there. But Leo's such of a weirdo. He would have been like... Yeah. Of the lovemaking Leo, DiCaprio would have been like, Peter Parker needs to have a limp and a lisp. Did you guys ever see the documentary that that guy made, the, the stuntman who he put together a whole bunch of demo reels and auditions and he... Was he was trying to be Spider Man for James Cameron's Spider Man movie, and he just went out to New York and illegally started swinging along buildings in a Spider Man costume. Really? That's yeah, what, that's what smart people. And do. He, uh, he get that man for my movie. He spent years <laughs> trying to get the tape of his audition to be Spider Man to James Cameron, and was never able to do it. And then his movie fell apart. And then at Comic Con one year, James Cameron was there for uh, I don't probably know. Avatar. I don't remember what he was there for, but the guy shows up in the middle of the panel, totally crashes it, and delivers the DVD wow. of his audition tape to James Cameron. He's like, "I know you never, uh, you know, I know you're not working on the movie anymore, but I spent five years of my life trying to get this to you." <laughs> <laughs> I hope James Cameron's reaction was, "Thanks." Yeah, but the guy's uh, footage thanks. was crazy. I, mean, I, I hope he helps his mom with the rent. Uh, by the way, uh, Cameron also wanted Robert Patrick to play Electro. Hmm. Good work. We're, we're due for Electro in the Spider-Man movies. I think so, too. I think. I want Craven. I get laughed at whenever I say what I want for the next Spider-Man movie. So then there well, was... You keep talking about that what? man-squatch or whatever the they hell. They already oh. made Spider-Man XXX. No, none of that shit. I, I, Jimmy Rock, and I were talking about it Rocket last Rocket Racer week. and Big Wheel. 
Uh, uh, go ahead and do more of the Gwen Stacy, bring in your Green Goblin for the second movie, and then bring in the Sinister Six for the third movie. And everybody says, too many bad guys! No, we no. just uh, talked yeah, about that. No, that's that's about that. Last that's episode, we decided uh, that's so what That's what I get do. for having a restaurant. I'm, I miss whole episodes. You miss whole episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So I just do like a copycat. So then, then the next thing was is like this long, complicated, uh, you know, one company goes out of business, another company sues the other company, he's contracted with us, and there was a time that there was going to be two competing Spider-Man movies. Uh, put out there. Like Kinda they like do. Superman? Well, like Deep Impact and Armageddon. You, mm-hmm. got, you got two of them. Um, Ants and a bug li- Bug's Life. Before settling on Sam Raimi oh, to direct, Sony courted many top filmmakers like Tim Burton. Yakov Smirnoff. <laughs> what? No, nah, it's just blueberries. Blueberries. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank <you>. D- David <laughs> Fincher. Uh, Roland Emmerich, Chris Columbus, and David Fincher. Fincher even uh, uh, pitched a movie based around the Gwen Stacy story as opposed to the origin of Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to hit the ground running. That'd be That's fun. A, why the guess, great idea? And, 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 and guess what? Guess who wrote his script treatment? Who? James Vanderbilt, who wrote co-wrote Amazing Spider-Man. And guess what? Gwen Stacy was in it. There you go. James you Vanderbilt. Go. I love his work in Don't Trust a Bitch in Apartment uh, um, 23. And, and by the way, before we forget, uh, before Tobey Maguire landed the role, Sony pushed so very hard, so very hard for Heath Ledger to play Spider-Man. Really? Hmm. Would have been great. Yeah. Uh, after reaching the deal with Raimi, the production still used many elements from Cameron's plot. Eventually they switched out Sandman and Electro with Dr. Octopus and the Green Goblin. Uh, several more rewrites, and then we get the Spider-Man movies that we know from Raimi. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then jump forward past to number three, after Raimi's third. Sam Raimi Spider-Man four and five, featuring the Lizard, the Vulture, and the Vultress. And it was a com- they were both complete musicals, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> a lot of that it wasn't wasn't a lot of Raimi's third Spider-Man movie. Kind of a giant fuck you to Sony. Yes. For for pushing Venom on him so hard on him. Yeah. I don't know though. I don't. But I think that Sony fucked with him just as much. Well, they, as they, no, they, no, there's no, a lot no, of no, that's, that's what Lee, but, yeah, that's I, what Lee's saying. You is, know, I kind of yeah. I kind of disagree with that because if you look at how he took a lot of care with the Sandman, I think he kind of liked but that was that part character. of his that was part of his, his original story. Yeah. The the Venom pit was just thrown in, in on yeah. him by Sony, and so I think a lot of the shit that's in there that we all kind of hate from that third movie is is stuff that Raimi is like, fine, make me do it. Fuck you. Here you go. Here's a song. Yeah, number. his his original three was supposed to have uh, it was Sandman and the Vulture were escaping prison together. Yeah, and that movie would have actually made sense. Yeah, and his his Sandman stuff's awesome. I don't I don't know about I didn't really care for the new Green well, Goblin stuff, but the the Venom stuff was really definitely too say, say what you will about Spider Man Three, it was a financial success. Sure, it was. Yeah. It was huge. Yeah, three hundred million plus. But so was Kangaroo Jack. So, so. there we go. <laughs> So they the, Kangaroo the, Jack made three hundred million dollars. No, but it was it was number one at the box office for about two weeks. Wasn't that just because they had no new movies out? That's it was in January. Yeah. So um, the first lofty idea was once that happened was to shoot four and five back to back, Lord of the Rings style. Right. And uh, then Sony committed to shooting a five and six in succession before endings. before the camera even started rolling on the fourth. Mm-hmm. They're like, boom! There you go. Raimi's first plan was to uh, finally transform Dr. Kurt Connors into the lizard. I would Because remember, D- Dylan Baker played him in the yeah, Raimi films. so good. Then it looked like the movie's villain would be the Vulture. And I remember when this was happening. Patrick Stewart. Sony began negotiating <laughs> with John Malkovich. Mm-hmm. I would, uh, yeah, that would be yeah. good, too. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant as the Vulture. Would have been brilliant. Um, also for consideration for Felicia Hardy... Anne Hathaway. Oh, the cat, the black cat. Uh huh. 
ironically. And, and, and her character was partially based on, based but, on Black Cat. But here's the thing. The Felicia Hardy in this script f- that no one can explain is that Felicia Hardy was actually the Voltress. Mm-hmm. The daughter not of the, the Black Vulture. Cat. The yeah. daughter of the Vulture. Yeah. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's, that's where it kind of... So Raimi was never happy with any version of script number four. Sony pushed him to commit to a filming at a certain date. He said, screw you. Good man. I'm just looking and at I'm, that. And I'm, I'm taking Toby with me. And thinking about seeing like posters for Spider-Man 6. It, and just, it, that sounds so awful. Well, yeah. well, and the best part was, Raimi, rather than take a uh, budget cut from Sony to make a fourth Spider-Man movie, instead went and did what? Drag me to hell for Universal. Yes, which hmm. is brilliant. For if you next haven't to no money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, next to no money. <laughs> barf in my mouch. The movie. Like, fine, I'm not going to make this movie on a budget oh, I'm going to have a gypsy lady barf in your mouth and lick your eyeball. I love that movie. Brilliant oh, movie. Love that movie. You didn't see that, Tony? No. Holy oh, shit. shit. It's PG-13. You're he, fine. He made, right over there. He made a, PG, he made a PG-13 horror movie by replacing the color of any body fluid with, you know, just like green, like green or yellow goo. or... Yeah. You know, so there's no there's no giant fountains of blood. There's just giant fountains so of pus. Drag, drag me to hell and Hannah are the two films I always say that you don't have to have an R-rated film no. if you know how to do it. I right. like yeah, I exactly. like Hannah. Yeah, I saw that one. I like that. But one. Drag, drag me to hell, hell. is brilliant. <laughs> is it? Uh, is it? I mean. Uh, like Cabin in the Woods, good or uh, yeah, I think it's on. Yeah, I would say it's it's a similar tone actually. Okay. Yeah, okay. and and it's so watch the watch the director's cut because <laughs> of the cat. No, oh yeah, the director's cut the cat. The, yeah. yeah, she oh, okay. she actually goes to some desperate measures to try to remove her gypsy curse. <laughs> oh. <laughs> brilliant, a brilliant movie. Well, hey, movie. You got a Lamia chasing you. You're not going to fuck around. That's no. Right. And, no, and some great acting in that movie. I absolutely love that. some of the, some of the character actors that are in that movie. Just in well, bit the, parts. The gypsy, the gypsy's phenomenal. She is amazing. And it's he, gross. He, I, I David Paymer. I love the opening scene that just sets up the how the Lamia comes into effect. So. And so, of course, the the end or, the ending's great. So too. that's your homework, Tony. Okay. Is there Joseph Gordon Levitt in that? I'll do it. Who's, who's the boyfriend? Oh, it's Justin uh, Long. PC. Justin Long. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's phenomenal. Mac in that. or PC he's or so whichever good. one. He is. All right, let's wrap this up. What do we got uh, as far as uh, DVDs and video games? Oh, all right. Uh, I didn't have a chance to see this one yet, but it's coming out, and I know Vice saw it. It's uh, Space Prison called Lockout. Lockout. <laughs> yeah. So dumb. That was. A, I saw that. So one. dumb. I, I, I mean, a, I, I'm excited I mean, to watch it. It was fun, but it was stupid. Well, it's, exa- it's exact. If they had called it Space Prison, yeah, you would go, yeah, oh, that was exactly what that movie what was. was yeah. Space Prison. I'd call it Outland Two. Big dumb fun. Uh, Ewan McGregor is in uh, Salmon Fishing in the Yemen. I hear that's good. Huh? It's called okay. Salmon Fishing in the Yemen. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. okay, got it. Yeah. Uh, true. This fucking movie, <laughs> the Three Stooges movie, is now out. Oh uh, yeah. And if you saw that, then uh, go ask your local theater for your money back. Shouldn't um, that have just, been direct-to-video anyway? Uh, agreed. Uh, mm. The only thing you need to know from Three Stooges is Google the word nunkini. Ugh, nunkini. That's like, what, what three frames where they yeah. show that thing? And that's of the swimsuit model in her nunkini. Yeah, it's not worth but, your $8. Dollars. Yeah. Uh, All right, I'll just do that right now. Uh, they sent this to me, me yesterday. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to watch it, but Kat watched it, and uh, she actually liked it. Uh, Casa de mi padre. Which is the Will Ferrell okay. Spanish, Spanish you, want to, you want to know something funny? Um, <laughs> I have about six people from Mexico that. who work for me, okay? Yeah. They fucking love that movie. I've heard, they she said, said it, it was really funny. And, and, and it's hysterical. Is Okay, my, my, my father-in-law, he's, he's Latin American as well, yep. thinks that's the most hysterical movie ever made. Most of the white people I know have seen it is like, what's so great about this? They actually made a, uh, a telenovela, <laughs> uh, you know, an old dramatic Mexican yeah. Uh, yeah. soap opera. 
and Will Ferrell's amazing in it. They even said that his his accent is actually authentic. I'll bring a you know I should watch it, Carrie. Yeah, I want to see that. She, 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 attributed, she attributed it to a they reminded her of Black Dynamite. Oh, good. I love it too. Yeah, I threw that shit before I came in the room, motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, friends with kids. If you want to see um, the John John Ham mm-hmm. be a, a be a dick again after Bridesmaids. Oh, yeah, she, well, no, it's a good performance. I yeah. want him to play funny. Oh, he's Sorry. so cute. Uh, this movie, I just laughed at the name of it. it was Girls Gone Dead, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, a B a B horror film. Uh, Get the Gringo with Mel Gibson is now out. Uh, the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers is on Blu-ray. Mean Streets is on Blu-ray. That's a good movie. If you like uh, Steven Seagal, Hard to Kill is on Blu-ray. High Noon is on... uh, Oh, High Noon? High Noon, the 60th anniversary edition is on Blu-ray. Down by Law, which has got... uh, That movie's so good. Roberto Benigni's in it. And Tom Waits. Yeah. Yeah. Is uh, is now a Criterion. Uh, Is it a Criterion Blu-ray? Because it's already been Criterion. That's the only... Yeah, it's it's got to be Criterion Criterion Blu-ray. Here's a movie that they're doing a... Vice and I were talking about this uh, earlier, and it's kind of a, I don't know, a, a, a wow moment, you know, for me. It's it's what um, what there's something as a film critic, it's like you know, you should see every film known to man. Well, obviously, I can't do all that, and there's you always should. there's always films of you suck, right? And so there's like you know, what films did you definitely should have seen now? And there's there's the one that always sticks in my mind. I've never seen it. Dark and, Corridor. And I and I told Vice, I said I'm going to announce that I've never seen this film. And I'll watch it as my homework. I've never seen Singing in the Rain. That's a good oh, movie. Wow, that's a I've really never, good movie. I've topic, never seen topic it. Topic for next show. Right? And so, uh, but that's now on Blu-ray. And they're actually, I'm kind of pissed because that comic, uh, I'll be at Comic-Con this week. But they're doing, uh, the, the Century uh, Theaters are doing the one night of uh, Singing on the Rain uh, on the big screen. I'll oh. go with you. I think it's, I, 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 seriously, I will go with no, you. If I was here, I would totally go. I will go and pretend I'm you. Okay, do that. Okay. I, <laughs> I will go. tell me what I should think. I think you'll love it. <laughs> Debbie no. Reynolds is so hot. But it's one of those films I'm just always like, holy shit, I've never seen Singing in the Rain. It's so good. As, as somebody who loves like film, you'll love it. It's about that, the film industry. That's what Kat and said. It's, she goes, it's about filmmaking. Why haven't you seen it? I go, I just, sorry. It's a movie I could give a shit about. Really? Oh, it's so good because <laughs> I, I don't Shannon. even like musicals and I love Singing in the Rain. It's one of those movies that just feels good to so watch. So maybe I'll watch that. Wait, is it the one with the Jerry from Tom and Jerry? No. That's an American in Paris. I can't even give one shit away. Yeah, that's Anchor's Away. Right. Yeah. But I thought that might be Gene maybe Keller. down the road a future subject of something that you're, you're like I should have seen that and I just haven't. <laughs> and, but but I just also don't want to. That's the that's the that's part. The, okay, that's the part. I you also have no, I see I no desire. Have you seen Dark Corridor? No. Oh, so. you need to see that one. All right. What else? All right. Uh, Eureka season five, Leverage season four. <laughs> Scott waddles back here. Scott just got Scott's one <laughs> one sound review of Eureka. He, he retros <laughs> from across. Uh, the I don't room. hate Eureka. My problem is that I want I want sci-fi to do science fiction shows that couldn't air on the USA network. Oh, oh yeah. I see. Okay, uh, that's, that's a good argument. I like that. Sanctuary season four. Sanctuary. Uh, Alpha's season one. Jesus. Oh God, that is was that like Alpha's, a poor man's hero. Alpha yeah. season only. Bonanza season no. three. Season two is coming. Is this Are the real series? Is yeah. this the relaunch of Bonanza? Uh, no, just the old one. 
Uh, Ice Road Truckers, Deadliest Road, Season 2. And it's a show that I love because I just have fun with it. It's Storage Wars, Volume 3. I love Stor- Storage Wars. Storage Wars is one of those shows that I like sounds it. really stupid. And then you start watching it and you get interested and you could like waste way too much yeah. time watching it. I saw the one guy, he found a, uh, a Star guy? Wars collection. Oh, really? And he took it in. They're like, yeah, you've got about $5,000 worth of Star Wars. It's, he paid like 150 bucks for, yeah, it, for the I, I am not, bitch, I'm yeah. not criticizing you at all for liking that show. Yeah. I like it. It's fun to watch. All right. Games? Uh, only three things of note coming out. A couple of Resident Evil games for the PS3. No. Resident Evil The Umbrella, Co- Umbrella Chronicles. No. And Resident Evil The Dark Side Chronicles. And then... The Umbrella uh, Chronicles? Is that what you're saying? Umbrella's yeah. the name Umbrella. of the company that makes the, the virus. virus. The Umbrella oh, sorry. The, okay. and, you're, and you're getting another movie, too. And another movie's coming out yeah. soon, yeah. I'm sure it'll be so fantastic. Um, I'm going to watch and it with no sound and some lotion. Multi-pass. <laughs> multi-pass. <laughs> I don't think Mila Jovovich is that attractive. Ew. Shut your face. It's far more attractive That's than the... That's the only thing she's got going for her. She's yeah. far more attractive have... than the mental image that... That she's you just painted for us. No, that's well, that's actually that's a documentary I'm shooting. It's called Lee and Some Lotion. Yeah. Shooting? <laughs> she's uh, she's holding on. She's holding on. In three D. So. All right. Anyway, and one last uh, ga- Tony Hawk Pro Skater HD. If you Fuck like, yeah. Tony Hawk One and Two. This is all the courses from that game. They with redid it. They Have you ever seen Jeff Dice and Tony Hawk together? I think they're the same person. They I much. love skateboarding it, games. I, know, I do. But, uh, he loves skateboarding. Too. Yeah. yeah. This this. If you like those old school skateboard games, this is going to be for you because it's redone with the Unreal Engine, so it's got pretty graphics, good physics. When you, when you start just, skateboarding in the game, you go on your knee. And why do I have the feeling? And there's multiplayer. It kind of scares me though because it seems like the video game industry is now following the you know the remakes. Very much. Very much. So we just but, look pretty. But, the same but the cool thing about this one is that it's a new game engine that they remade the game with. So it's not just you, like can better fight textures people? on the same. Well, well, can you fight? A, well, and it's a bigger environment. Yeah, too. bigger can environment. Can you fight? Yeah. Can you see the? There's no fighting. It's skateboarding. Can, can you blow ah. shit up? No. Can you Are see there the, aliens? Uh, I'm gonna fucking catch no. massive air. Whatever. Oh, by the way, yeah. I you can't can see on my back or knees. I'm gonna kickflip over your face. I don't know, Jeff. I want to see on your knees. I don't know how to play video games. You can see the Police Academy Four paycheck that's hanging out of Tony Hawk's pocket. That's how crystal clear it is. <laughs> all right. So, cool. Is that it? That's it. We got it all? Probably. All right. Come to my restaurant. I'll give you food. <laughs> give? Give? No. Sell, sell you. Giving it away. <laughs> it's a fair exchange. I'll sell, sell you. you food. I'll sell you food. All right, up, Mr. B. Catch the boners of more ham. All righty.